1: Hello and welcome back to, could we call this a mediocre edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast? Marcus mediocre would be
2: good. It would be an improvement from that second half.
1: True. But I would say the theme of the night, the theme of this early season, the theme of my post-game story, maybe I just got done writing my post-game story, so maybe that's why that word is um, in my brain. Steve Kerr actually used it about his team, I think like three or four games ago. Um, but the Warriors are mediocre. Um and the conference they're in is kind of mediocre. And this season, they're ten and nine. They haven't won three in a row or lost three in a row at any point. They're kind of saying this is a roller coaster season, and I was feeling that for a while. But it's almost become kind of a consistent season in a sense, right? They're just kind of kind of consistently like,
2: up and down, right? Yeah.
1: They're just gonna kinda of follow. I think if you look in like the you know, granular night to night They're inconsistent from one night to the next, but I kind of think they're going to float around 500 all year. I mean, do you expect any surge one way or the other from this team?
2: Not now. Uh, You know, perhaps towards the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, they they just have no time playing together. So, you know, I, I expect, if it's possible... I think it'll happen later. I actually think some of these other teams might get it together. And then that's where they might be uh, in trouble. Because, you know, you're looking at teams like like Dallas, right? Like Denver. Um, even Portland had the injury issues. And, you know, they've been struggling. Like now's the time to capitalize, right? Now's the time to put some pressure on those teams. Uh, but if they just keep going up and down, you know, you're kind of hoping if you're the Warriors that those teams don't get it together, but you know, some of them will, so that would be optimal. But uh, come along. and the Warriors
1: haven't had a coronavirus issue either. You know, a no. team like Dallas, who you mentioned, they're eight and ten, but yeah. a lot of that is because you know, half their rotation was out for you know, a yeah, absolutely.
2: Or two. I mean, oh. this was the time to capitalize, even tonight, like they're playing with a full deck and against Phoenix a non
1: Devin Booker Phoenix team, yeah, yeah.
2: so. No. so Uh, i think that might work against them though i think that i think other teams will get it together and they might get it together but you know if if all things are equal they just might not have the they might not be as good as some of these other teams i think uh so we'll see it just depends if they get it together i don't even think that's a guarantee
1: yeah (laughs) um well, I, to me, I mean, the conference is becoming clear in the sense of like the two L.A. teams up top and like Utah's really kind of knocking on their doorstep. And Utah actually at this point, like as we speak, are the number one seed in the West because the Lakers lost to the Pistons today, by the way. Um, and, but, you know, we still probably believe in the Lakers and Clippers more. Denver's stabilized. Um, you mean the Pistons, to, the
2: Warriors are about to play? The one? Yes, the one? Yes. The one like win quote unquote you can see in the over this four game stretch?
1: Exactly. Um well no, I wouldn't say that. I mean I think the Celtics are a little overvalued early this season and then we can get to the Mavericks, but they're I am agree with you that I think they'll figure it out, but they haven't yet. Doncic hasn't been MVP Doncic. I don't Porzingis, I mean eh. anyway. Um so to me the top four seeds in the West, and I mean in a longer-term view of the entire season, seem pretty clear. Like the Warriors, and I wrote this in my post-game story, they don't have Klay Thompson. They don't have a max player. A lot of the issues they have would be solved by a Klay Thompson. You know, floor spacing, consistent defensive effort, you know, the margins that Steph Curry mentioned several times tonight. Klay Thompson is just a winning player. And when you replace a $35 million per year winning player who's going to play zero minutes for you with a –
2: a eighty million
1: dollar? No, well, fourteen million, right? I mean, it's funny that, this whole playing. like Kelly. No, no, you're right though. People blame Kelly Ubrey for this eighty million dollar tax bill because of the sequencing of the, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess signings um, and how the roster was put together. But you know, Clay Thompson's played zero minutes the last two seasons for the Warriors. How much tax money has he? Do you, you want to really look at a tax bill? You want to really look at a bill if we just isolate his chunk of the salary cap? playing zero minutes. Anyway. Um
2: So you say you saying Uber more valuable than Clay? Is that what you're saying over the last two years?
1: Over the last two <laughs> years? Um, I mean
2: Jordan Poole has scored more points. <laughs> like You said Kelly's given more this year than Clay has in two years? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean Jordan <laughs> uh,
1: No, I I would just I'm just like this is This team can't get into the tier of Denver, Utah, or the two L.A. teams without Klay Thompson. Because he – you know, there's – maybe Kelly Oubre could be replaced in the starting lineup by Damian Lee. But Damian Lee brings his own flaws and own weaknesses. And, I mean, this team is just – it has a Klay Thompson hole that can't be filled. And without that, to me, they are in that 5-15 through – Bracket that's really not five through fifteen, right? It's more, kind of five through ten, of believable playoff teams, um, and I think they could find their way to the top of that. And we could talk about ways they need to get better, um, but I, I do think that reality needs to set in with anyone that doesn't believe that to be so. Right?
2: I mean, I actually think, based on you know where the season started and what people were saying coming in, like I mean, I'm just going like nationally or outside the bay. I I think there are. I think they've proven that they're a playoff team. I think they've proven they're in that five to ten range, which you know it's. I mean this it's not bad. I, if anybody was expecting them to go out and be a three seed or two seed, they were crazy. Like this is who they they have a they have a chance to run off a few games, like Steph said, and jump up the rankings. Like if they if they somehow. Stay close in what was a one point game, and pull it out. And then you know they go and beat Detroit. They're looking at twelve and eight. What does twelve and eight get you? I mean, you started – you you in the hunt for a home court in the first round. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they're in position to do something. It's there. It's right there. They just have to kind of capitalize on it. They got to get. They got to get it together while everybody else is scuffling. So I actually don't think, I, I don't know who was thinking they'd be a two seed or a three seed. Like, I mean, all I heard before was 11, not making the playoffs. They're done. They're going to be in a lottery pick. I think they've proven that when things work out, when they click, they can be a, a six, seven seed. Five yeah. at best, right? They were, they, the they've also proven they, they can go bad, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, what's what? What I think is the most encouraging part early this season is to me that part of the conference has proven that they have the same inconsistency. Absolutely, issues. yeah. And, and part Absolutely. of that is is how this season is. But you know, I rattle down the list: Portland, Nurkic and McCollum are out for a while. They lost to Houston tonight. They lost to them, and they Thunder weren't recently. killing it when they were healthy. By no, the way, no, no, <laughs> no. I agree. Um, you know, Phoenix, they haven't come together that well. I mean, you saw them win tonight without Booker, but they're nine and eight. Uh, the Spurs right now, I believe, are sitting in the five. We saw the Spurs in Chase Center. Did they look good? Yeah, they <laughs> Did they, they look like, stuff. you know. Um, Dallas is the team that's kind of looming down there that I, I do think has a chance to to separate itself. Eventually, just because of Doncic, Porzingis, but maybe not. I mean, who knows? Um, any, I mean, is there's not much else there. I mean, the Rockets traded Harden. They kind of took themselves out of the conversation. Oh,
2: no. Four straight. John Wall, Victor Oladipo. Memphis but, is currently in the. You ain't 16, buying it at all, huh? You not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not
1: buying it. That's funny. The Pelicans were supposed to maybe make some noise. They've probably been the most disappointing team in the conference. So, yeah. anyway, let, so let's talk about what can get the Warriors to the top of that five through ten range. And to me, like moving forward, we can start with Ubre. I mean, because he's probably the hottest topic of the night. He went one of eleven shooting, zero oh of five from three. It's just a night after he was like seven of seven at one point was maybe like one of the main reasons they beat the timberwolves he's had a really good night against the lakers when they won but he's so hot and cold and tonight he's cold and tonight like he's kind of the ire for a lot of people and i kind of felt like curry's comment post game was a little bit directed towards him without you know wanting to personalize it um which one
2: about we're not consistent
1: Yeah, he talked about the three- or four-minute stretches where we don't play with the right intentions. I mean, one thing I've noticed with Oubre is, like, on those nights that he's not on, he almost gets more aggressive. The more You know, the more he dives into a slump, the more he's like, I need to get myself out of this slump. And then it just snowballs. Um,
2: They they just – one of the things they need to do that, just watching this game tonight, even the last game, man, they they really have to – Stay in their lanes. They got a lot of dudes who get out of their lane and start doing too much. I mean, tonight at a pivotal moment in the game, it's kind of getting away. Damian Lee forces a drive. Uh, Kent Bazemore is trying like fadeaways over uh, whoever it was, the center in the middle. Uh, you know, Michael Mulder is trying to drive. Like, w- what are y'all doing? Uh you know James Wiseman will take the just the ill time long range to it's just like they have no sense of like now like time and situation and they they just start doing stuff that's just not really in you know what they should be doing, so I mean a large part of it is just just simplify it like stop making it so complicated like this is not what you do uh you shouldn't be doing that I mean. We, could, I, I think another part, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, is like Draymond's got to, he's got to produce more yes, offense. He's got to rebound more. But I'm, I, I think they should be more like Draymond. <laughs> like Draymond is like, I'm going to I focus agree, yeah. on what I can do, right? Margin, and what I'm good right? at, I'm going to do. And you want him to do more? You think he can do more? But these other guys are doing things that they cannot do. And it's like just stop doing that. You know, Eric Pasco comes down, and it's very clear to everybody watching that Frank Kaminsky cannot guard him, and he doesn't get the ball anymore. He scores three straight, and they stop giving him the ball because they're doing too much. I because just think, well, some of that's
1: Ubre, right? He's like, "Well, I'm in the second unit. This is my time to like get myself going." Absolutely. And it's like there's not a thought of like, "Hey, matchup based right now." Like Eric Pasco going downhill, at Frank Kaminsky should be like the epicenter. Of this offense, for
2: absolutely. He met he. Um, he missed the three, came back down on like a little slow transition, was wide open top, top wing a little bit to the right, and took another one like 20, 20 seconds on the shot clock. It's like, dude, what are you doing? That's just play. Just do the things that you can do well. They need like a master class on this because there's at the wrong time, a lot of time there's a lot of people doing things they shouldn't be doing and they they've got to figure that part out you know who's like kind of figured it out is uh Wanamaker like he comes in he does the things he's supposed to do and that's it you know he's not he's taking less like shots where you're like dude why are you taking that shot he's taking shots that are fine that are in rhythm it's like some guys are figuring it out and other guys are not they're like I, I don't know what they're doing half the time like it's just Mulder, it was just had a rep night. Mulder yeah, is struggling like Mulder I mean he's got to he's got to make shots when he comes into the game like he shouldn't really be doing anything else. Yeah. Like, well, it's just, like
1: one of kind of the undertold stories of this team is like it's a lot of players who haven't become accustomed to being winning bit players, right? I mean, the reason why Mulder appealed to the Warriors is because he was leading the G League and threes and he was you know he was chucking up like 10 threes a game in co falls or however you say it um but there you know what a different life it is for an nba player who can get in rhythm because he's chucking up with complete green light he's the leading scorer for a g league team and he's throwing up 11 threes compared to hey once every two games you're gonna get six minutes go stand over there and like you're gonna they need you to still have that quick trigger, that confident trigger, but you're just going to get, you know, a fraction of the minutes, a fraction of the opportunities. But you still need to hit it at that same clip. Like that's hard for a guy who's never done it. And just like Kelly Ubre being a winning component of a of a winning defense, yes, he has the spectacular moments. But there's a reason why Clay Clay Thompson doesn't get as many steals and blocks as Kelly Ubre. But he knows how to be a winning defender. Kelly Ubre has not learned that. Like that that that's what you're seeing with this team.
2: Yeah, it, and how how do you get that? You know, Steph. St- Steph was talking about learning on the fly. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I think you gotta. You kind of got to get through the season, and then you come back again. Yeah. And then all right, that's you're a little what the season is. And you yeah, know, I, exactly. Again, a lot of fans
1: probably don't want to hear that, but. I mean, and that's why Wiseman's development, even though it's, like, thorny at times, like, it's needed because, like, they – if Wiseman is not part of a trade package that gets you a Gio Bradley Beal, like, he needs to be a winning component of a team next year at the center spot. And learning those lessons now against the Suns are better than learning it next season. Not that he won't also be going through growing pains at 20 next year, but, yeah. No, I mean
2: – It's still something under chasing, his belt, yeah. If yeah. he still have something. So, I mean, the, the uh, other thing, though, Slater, is, man, they need their two All-Stars to be All-Stars. Like, so I, I hate to say it, but they just need more. we talking to Draymond first? Yeah, we, either one. But yeah, I, got a,
1: I got a random Twitter notification tonight. I'm sure you get these sometimes. Where it was like Michael Rappaport tweeted at you, but it was like an empty blank notification. I was like, what is this? And it was him tweeting at me a quote tweet of himself going after Draymond, he said. And I just uh, brought it up. It says, Mr. Basketball IQ at Money Green is averaging four points, four rebounds, and six assists. We all know he, quote, affects the game in ways that we don't see on the stat sheet, but maybe also start affecting the games in ways that we do see on the stat sheet. Four, four, and six is super subpar. And he he tweeted that at Draymond with a gif of Draymond. Um, Yeah, like four, four, I mean, like, four four and six is draymond green we we always reference the 73 win season the um 38 from three and it's become almost like we got to stop that like he's never going to be that again right like but you also go back he averaged 9.5 rebounds that season he averaged like i think near two blocks two steals right he was just filling that category draymond green has two blocks this entire season total. Yeah, his
2: blocks and his rebounds just aren't there. Like it's And not. his
1: rebounds at like 4 per game. And guess what? That's not because Wiseman's swooping in and taking a bunch of rebounds or they got a, you know, their their rebound hogs all over the team. They are the worst rebounding team in the league right now.
2: Yeah. Number and, three. He, and he's a good rebounder too. So that's this is definitely uh a trait that they need from him. I don't I mean, you don't, you don't even have to go back to 2015-16. I think they take 2017 18 i think they take 2018 19 right like
1: they take anything that wasn't last season
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i just he just has to do more like that's just and you know i i he's doing the point guard thing and i got that but like and i actually give it to him he took how many shots he takes seven shots eight shots I think the key for Draymond is not missing a couple of shots and then deciding not to shoot. Uh, CJ Watson, former warrior, uh, tweeted out how Draymond wasn't even looking at the rim. Like, I don't think he can do that. I think he needs to be aggressive and take shots. So the last few games, you can tell that he's not saying to himself, uh, nah I'm off tonight, let me not shoot. Like he's gotta do it. Now he missed shots tonight, but you gotta get him up to take him to to, to make it. So I definitely something's up with his rebounding and he's not blocking shots, but definitely the rebounding. It seems like his rebounding is a not concern, there. Right? Yeah, because that's, like, that's we a can concern. under
1: like the offensive stuff, like he's always dealt with it, right? I mean that's like his NBA flaw, even back when he was scoring fourteen a game for that team. Like it's just that was always gonna be his Achilles' heel,
2: but you know. I mean, I think Draymond stuff, can score ten points a game. I think he can. Like, I don't think it's that. I, I don't think it's this, above though. his ability.
1: I think if I think if you ask the coaching staff, would you rather Draymond gets back and start scoring ten points a game, or would you rather Draymond becomes the eight nine rebound per game?
2: No question. Don't take game. the they rebound take and rebounding. two blocks. Like that's no they, question.
1: That's where they need him more. No um, question. So.
2: Yeah, there, there's no question about that. I, I I just think like he he needs to do more. I mean, they just they have to lean on the things that they know and let these other guys fill in instead of like trying. I don't know this uh like everybody get involved type stuff. It's like, nah, man, there are some points in the game where it's very clear who should be taking the shot. And unless that shot is created for you, it's not you. <laughs> and that's not even like, uh, you know, a, a diss or a slight. It's like game situation. You got to be able to feel it. You got to be able to see it. And when it's tight, it's like the offense needs to be designed to get the ball to, to, to certain people, right? Like that's that's just the way it goes. So, But I do think that's partly Draymond. That's, it's Draymond. It's got to be Draymond. It's got to be Steph. It's got to be Wiggins. Like, Wiggins took 11 shots tonight. That's just not enough. All right. I mean, you'd rather see the imbalance. Right? <laughs> like, you'd rather see three dudes taking 20 shots and the rest, you know, getting where they fit in. Like, uh, I mean, he took the same number of shots as Ubre, But he was 6 for 11, and Ubre was 1 for 11. You know, like, some of that stuff has just got to be like, all right, man, everybody needs to figure out What they, the three or four things they should be doing, and master that before you start doing other stuff. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to slash courtside. To
1: learn more. As we talk about how they can rise to, you know, the five-six and, and, and you know get a firm grip of that area of the conference. It's, you know, Ubre more consistently really kind of cut out the just complete dud nights. Um, or you know, Ubre's flipped, but that's a different conversation online. Um Curry, or I mean Draymond, the conversation we just had with Curry, like the way he can just drag them above this fray would be just, he goes nuclear for a month
2: straight. Do you think he has that in him? I'm starting to wonder. I mean, I think, I think he does. I just don't, I think he's already bought into the, we're the 20, you know, 12, 2011, 12 warriors. (laughs) We got to grind, right? Like I think, I think he's already in the mindset of uh, I'm holding on till Clay gets here, but there's no way I could do this by myself with the way they're guarding me. So these dudes have to play well. But I like tonight was a night, like he's uh we had thirteen in the first quarter. I think he didn't score in the second. But he came out in the third and he was grooving. And it was like, Yes, like at some point he needs a twenty point quarter right here, right? that's what it's going to take some of those moments and when he's when he's got a good feel for it it feels like they all should be like all right let's let's get Steph 15 shots this quarter let's 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 get a 21 quarter out of him uh it's going to take one of those type of runs with without a doubt uh but he's got to have guys with him he's got to have people who can sense that he's got to He's gotta have a coach that wants that from him, right? He's gotta have an offense that's geared towards that. He's gotta have players who understand what's happening and can so, kinda do it.
1: Well let me ask you, you can read Steph better than anybody in the media. Um, where do you think he's at on this situation? I mean, it is what it is, like I said, I mean like the ceiling is noise in the first and second round probably this season. They're clearly prioritizing developing. James Wiseman for for very understandable reasons, um, but not many players in Steph Curry's situation do watch a number two overall pick uh, get developed, even sometimes you know through the growing pains, through the plus minus you know chunk minus uh, sections of a season. Um, I mean the Oubre situation is what it is. I think knowing that Clay Tom they're paying Clay Thompson to be on this roster and he's not playing a minute probably gives him. Like, I would say, gives the franchise somewhat of a of a pass there. But like, wh- where do you think he's at on all this? Um, because he is as clear eyed as it comes as a superstar. I mean, he was talking tonight about looking at the standings, but also he's, I mean, he kind of knows that that they're not really a, a title threat.
2: Yeah, I think Steph is is bought, he's he's into the bought in mode, like be a good teammate, good leader mode. Uh, we don't even really see the, you know angry curry type vibes anymore right like where it's like this is getting away forget this i'm just gonna take him. i'm just gonna go we don't we don't really see that there there were moments where he felt the game getting away where he would just be like forget it but i think he's i think he's into the development mode that's just the feel i get that he's like all right so i probably never thought my career would be back here but since we're here let's Let's do it. Let's kind of make the most of it. Let's build something. Uh, I'm sure it helps to have, you know, to seek to, to know Clay is coming back. And at some point, like, you you, you figure if Wiseman plays well, he's got to be thinking we'll be back. Right. So if we do this right, we'll be back. I do think they're encouraged by Wiggins. Right. I do think you see Wiggins and say, all right, we're going to have a piece. There's going to be a piece. we got the Wiseman piece. And. I think Steph is like all in. I think he's the, uh, you know, I've, I've even trying to like, you know, ask him some questions to see like, Hey, uh, are you demanding changes? Or are you going to, and he's just like, nah, this is what we need to do. I understand what this is. So let's, let's go with it. So I think he's, I think he's gone full Davidson at Slater. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's ready to, he's with his team. Like he's riding with his guys. I don't, I haven't seen. Have you seen any ounce of like, no, anything different? Like it's it's weird too, because like Harden's like, yo, I'm out. Yeah,
1: he's (laughs) been all in on Wiseman, which I think is an important point here, right? You know, um, I think he liked the Wiseman pick, which I think doesn't get discussed enough. You know, he he wanted that you know pick and roll center lob threat, real rim protector. Now it's on them him somewhat involved with the coaching staff, the franchise, to develop Wiseman into the kind of player who, yeah, you know, yeah. if he's optimized, he will be very good for Steph Curry. Even a 20, 21-year-old version, if you really get the improvements, would be, you know, if it gets yeah, to the point the where they league, can run yeah. 15 to 20 taking roles per game with him. And, you know, he, 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 it's not like they drafted LaMelo ball. You know, it's interesting. Like there's, there's definitely an argument out there of like, they could have taken LaMelo ball. I'm curious how Steph would be handling a season like that. Even if LaMelo was giving them a little more, I don't know that he would or not.
2: Might be a um, little different, huh? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, Oh, you you know, it's like the back of it, you know, but with Wiseman, I mean, it's such a non-threatening separation of position and, and complementary, like theoretically complementary skill sets. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, he's like his—he's a voice of reason in every press conference, even after losses. Um, he's, you know, he says some stuff that has to do with like needing marginal improvement here and there. But he has not brought in any type of like wider scope concerns about the franchise, even when he was talking about his extension early in the season. I mean, he really tried to say, "Look, I want," I'm like the the idea is to be. There, long term so
2: yeah i do think he's seen like i do think he sees like okay like this is the way that i can be competitive for three more years four more years after this right i can go deep we got the we got our young buck you know what i'm saying we got we got a, you know some some players to go with us i think he can see like the road map i also think that's why he's not you know I I don't I don't see him pressing too hard. I know we're not there, but I don't see him pressing too hard to increase these minutes. I think he's I think he knows he needs to preserve his body. Like it, they're building for something that I think he sees and Draymond too. They see that it can be good down the line. So now it's just about doing the right things to build the foundation. I kind of think he's there. I I know everybody wants him to be in that different place where it's like forget it. But I, I haven't even seen a sign of it, right? maybe in a month, Slater. Maybe, maybe in a month. Maybe. Yeah. I
1: mean, ten and nine is fine. You know, it's been such like I said, the details of how it got to ten and nine matter. But if you said through nineteen games, this team would be ten and nine, particularly after, after they those were over. Yeah. yeah. Man, I was thinking like, what were you thinking right now? they would be or let's say through 20 games when they were oh and two the way they lost those two i would have probably seven said seven
2: and 13 like seven yeah 14 seven 13
1: like felt like likely whereas like there was a chance five and 15 was. On the oh table. yeah no
2: yeah no question uh no no question about that like I, I and you know see how steph is right he's gonna always see the bright side and take the positive approach but so you know he's saying this like man we're okay we're we're all we all right. right we're, we're gonna be all right uh and part of it is probably on him too, right? To get some of these guys to buy in, right? He if he's got a role on this team, is some of it is like, hey, you know, to to hold people accountable. He won't ever do it like in a crazy way, but those little bitty sound bites like you like he said tonight, those little bitty lines where, you know, their their darts aimed somewhere, you know, where you could tell where he's thinking and what he's gonna say behind the scenes, like that type of stuff is, is, you know, I think he's taking it on him. Like, I, I got to get this team ready. You know, I got to get th- I got to get this team to a certain level so I can have some people with me is what I think he's thinking.
1: All right, last uh, segment, last portion of this, you know, wider conversation. I want to do a little Wiseman uh, check-in with you. So he gets benched, uh, and then... Has two good games against bad competition. The Wolves. The, the second one was probably his best game as a pro. That twenty-five points. He hits three threes. He rim protects with verticality well. Um, he had the the running, you know, block, and then he's running in transition and he looks back properly for the Draymond Lava over the top. Um, he he flashed it all in that game. And then I would say struggled tonight with Kaminsky a little bit as like a with a,
2: Kaminsky. A, a, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're it really like Kaminsky was tougher on him than eight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is was kind
2: of wild. It's the crafty that gets him. It's the crafty. If it's yeah. like if if it's just about like strength and physical, I think he can figure it out. Like I think I think he can figure it out. You know, he's he's starting. You could tell he's he's been told. To be more physical, that he he doesn't like contact, so you can see him like actively trying to be more physical. But against a dude like Kaminsky, like he he, he's gonna outcraft you. He's gonna throw a pump fake. He's gonna you know get you leaning one way, go the other. It's all he's got, right? This is how this is how he lives. I think that anything that makes him have to react and make decisions is gonna be a problem. Like if Yeah,
1: it, I think what it. we're gonna what we're starting to see a little bit more and continue to see is I think he's
2: gonna be very good in his rookie
1: season against bad teams. Or not even necessarily always bad teams. Obviously the Wolves are very bad, but teams that just aren't He just connected needs a good matchup. Yeah, he needs a good like matchup. the Sp- <laughs> like the Spurs are you know, at this point, look the Spurs, like I said, are the fifth seed in the West, but they just it was, that was probably like the Spurs worst game of their season, right? Aldridge looked completely out of it that night. Wasn't even attempting to stop the lob game and he got seven dunks and he looked awesome and And Minnesota just didn't have the, the centers to match up with them and he looked great against them. And at home, I think home games matter to him too. He just seems to have more of a rhythm a lot of times in the home games and good teams, smart teams, veteran teams, crafty centers, like you mentioned, he's going to have his up and down moments and, I guess part of as we talk about how they can get better over the season is him getting better in those matchups more consistently. Um but I again like I don't know how how long do you think they should keep him on the bench, by the way?
2: You mean in the uh not the, in like, the starting lineup. Oh I don't think it matters. I don't I really don't think it matters. Uh it doesn't. I mean minute
1: wise uh, it hasn't. They're yeah, if he six six gets the same minutes,
2: game. if he's getting minutes, he's getting minutes. I wouldn't cut his minutes. I would probably crank up his minutes, but I, I don't think it matters actually. Uh if it if it helps him read the game, then hey, keep him on the bench. Like I, I I think he I think he's just fine. I think he'll learn to deal with whatever it is, whether starting or off the bench. Like he's a pretty uh he's clearly a pretty, you know, mentally strong young man, so he'll he'll get through it i just don't think they need to cut his minutes i think they need to add minutes because a lot of his situation is you could just tell he doesn't know what's happening next he's a step behind guys are driving and he like i don't know there's there's like it's weird because big dudes like you on 90 percent of centers if you're a little guy you're driving in you're gonna get your shot blocked like they just know how you're going to release it. like, And then you got the crafty dudes like Kyrie, you know, who can go around that. But just a regular dude going in for a layup, that's getting swiped, right? We we were watching Chris Boucher do that to the Warriors, right? Like Steph gets a shot blocked all the time trying to go in and sneak in a layup. He's not to the point where he's swatting those yet. Like, he doesn't even know it's coming. If you can get it up fast enough, if you can... If if you you could sneak him for a layup and then he's jumping a little late, his timing is off. So those type of things, he doesn't, like he needs to see it happen. And he needs to think about what he was told and then he needs to do it. And it's not happen happening instinctively. Somebody spun like right into him and he didn't, I don't think he knew like instinctively like what was coming. Like, okay, he's about to scoop this. And, but if he sees it, he's going to pin it, right? But he doesn't always see it. So I just think he needs minutes just because he's got to get a feel uh, for some of these players, for some of the moments, for some of the situations. You know, like like he's like he he tonight, he, he got, you know, he got into the block. He's backing somebody down and he spun. He, I think he got a foul call, but it's like he ended up like way kind of on the side of the backboard. It was like he he's funny. He had nowhere he had no idea where he was on the court. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like man, you, you can't be down there doing Elijah Wan and not knowing where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the dimensions of the court he's still trying to figure out. He could be pushed off the spot, all that type of stuff. He just needs minutes, man. He, he, he needs need rebound. a lot of minutes. That's, that's I mean, I that see that's why I don't mind him coming off the bench. You know, like, cause it's like, hey, man, you want to play? You go in there and get rebounds. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with them telling me that. You go and in there, you don't seem get like rebounds. He's
1: mixing it up more in the
2: more lately, um,
1: trying to be. You more can physical. see him thinking about it, right? All right, now yeah. I got to put
2: my shoulder in and ram. Like that's what you can see him like processing it all. It's, but I mean, Draymond's
1: lack of rebounding and, and Wiseman's. Uh, entry into the league is just kind of a, a non-physical center has to me been at the heart of their rebounding issues that's that's their their four man and their you know their uh starting five man at least it, he was starting um and to me you know as we talk about trying to exceed expectations if this team could somehow exceed expectations and, and make more noise than anyone predicted in the playoffs to me their only path to that at this point really is just him making a monster leap in the next two three months right because so like you giving up nobody... on
2: kelly already huh
1: well Come i mean on, he could be better but like could you be see... 18 can he give you 18 for a month oh, honestly what like what's he averaging now he's probably averaging near 18 the problem is the, is he? the way he goes about getting there oh uh, let me look
2: he's at 12
1: yeah okay yes you're right he can give you more, and like yes, he's marginally better. Draymond's marginally better. Curry, you could even say is you know more consistently, marginally more explosive. Um, but the big leap is only resides in Wiseman, possibly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, the big <laughs> leap, yeah.
2: The big so. leap is definitely Wiseman. No, eh, Looney, yeah. you know, lo- lo- Lone, all- fringe man. All
1: Star, Kevin Looney,
2: Loon balling, man. What, what, yes, he's even- playing well. He is. He's playing
1: like he was two seasons ago. I think, was he was, really I think he's play.
2: been balling since last time I was on all 82, and we were talking about how bad Looney was. I well, I didn't like had, him
1: as a fit next to Pascal. Yeah. Um,
2: that, I mean, they switched it clearly and put him, you know, in the center. Yeah, they, they
1: don't touch the floor next to each other
2: anymore. They It's this
1: three-center rotation that they're doing, and Pascal's not a center, which – it's. Where I. He. Pascal was good tonight, but we right. just
2: knew his Fit A commercial was dropping, so he was like, "Man, this, I'm about to. I got a commercial spot. Let's go. I'm about to. I'm about to ball." That's what he wow. was doing.
1: I like it. All right. Um. I think that was a good, you know, deeper discussion on the state of the ten and nine, Golden State Warriors. Uh, Pistons on Saturday. You mentioned they're coming off a win over the Lakers, which I'm stunned by. Um, still very winnable game. And then Celtics on Tuesday at home. And then Dallas, Dallas, San Antonio. Hey, you ain't feeling
2: the Celtics, huh? You ain't you ain't with the Celtics, huh?
1: No. Uh, I think they're thinner than in past years. I've been a little bit out on them. Um, I do like what Jalen Brown is becoming. Jalen Brown think,
2: is killing you. think numbers are nuts.
1: Tatum's been a little bit overhyped, while Brown is a little underhyped. I think. I still like Tatum longer term as the better prospect, but it doesn't feel like reputationally they're as close as they actually are. Um, not
2: that that matters. I'm not, I'm not trying to pit two teams. Man, the ten team. and seven Celtics. You read, he's written off the ten and seven Celtics. Wow. Well, you you said it right there. Ten
1: and seven. Fifth seed in the East. East might be better in the West right now. Uh, in the East meat of the conference. Yeah. I mean, East obviously, I think the the favorite is clearly in the West, maybe the two best teams. Um, but the East
2: this is as even as it's felt in a long time for me. Yeah, East looking uh, I mean, I don't know, Knicks Nick's in eight and eleven right now. I mean that's typical. They're gonna, they're gonna get a they're gonna get uh a, a, a losing record in the playoffs in the East. Hey, whatever. I do right right like the, two through the Spurs five seed, right? I don't know
1: what that's called The Thunder are on the outside. They're nudging their way. They're tied with the Rockets right now to get in the play-in. The Thunder who literally traded anything they could trade. If you offered a first-round pick to anything in their entire franchise offices,
2: they would have given it. Thunder thunder and it's NC. Let's go. That'll be fun.
1: Uh, All right. Marcus Thompson, appreciate you uh,
2: coming on. And I will talk to you sometime after a recent game. Yes, sir.